From Commons Church and the Commons Podcast Network, this is Between Sundays, a conversation about finding the sacred in the everyday. I'm your host, Bobby Sockold. Today on Between Sundays, you'll hear my conversation with Jonathan McGregor. John is another one of my husband's best friends, but that's not all he's good for. Ha ha. John is a marriage and family therapist here in Calgary. And ever since my husband, Jonathan, brought this Jonathan into my life, I have been in awe of John's ability to have careful conversations about relationships, friendships, and really all the things that mean the most to us as human beings. Also, John's just really fun to talk to. (laughs) I'm so excited to share this episode with you. We called this conversation stuck. Of course, we're living through a pandemic when life has felt like it is stuck beyond our control. But spinning off on the theme, there are these ways that our intimate relationships get stuck and require change, newness, resuscitation. That can feel scary. In addition, we're in a moment where the demand for racial justice is like a drumbeat. What will it take for us to get unstuck from injustice? What do we need to get unstuck when our relationships stall out? What does it mean for us to get unstuck when things inside of us hold us back? Now, I'm not sure we'll answer all of these questions, but I am sure that the conversation will nudge you, affirm you, and help you feel a sense of belonging with others who feel that ugly feeling of being stuck. We make between Sundays on the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region of Southern Alberta. The city of Calgary is also home to the Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. It's a privilege to make a podcast on this land. So let's get into it. Welcome to Between Sundays. Welcome to the conversation. Today on Between Sundays, I'm having a conversation with Jonathan McGregor. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you very much, Bobby. So John is connected to the Commons community through me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's actually a long, long, long time friend of my husband, Jonathan. And if you're a faithful listener to Between Sundays, you'll know that this is the second time I've pulled in one of my husband's best friends. (laughs) And I'm not at all sorry about that. (laughs) Also, on account of there being a few Johns in your friendship group, a lot of people that I know call you J-Mac. This is true. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts and feelings about your nickname? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I find it quite endearing now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I, um, and I never disliked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the name certainly comes out of a different era. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. How old were you when people started calling I don't you know. That? It sounds like something that, you know, 14 year old Johns would call each other. <laughs> you know? So there was, there's you, J-Mac. Yeah. There's my Jonathan. Mm-hmm. What do you guys call him? Uh, Bateman. Bateman, yeah. I usually call him Bateman, too. <laughs> Which sometimes yeah. I realize that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> then there's 
Is there other? Are there other Johns? Oh, uh, well, in the larger group, yeah. there's John Lucy. That's right. Um, People call him John. Boy, I'm going to feel bad if I've left someone. I know. But I don't I think don't there's listen any to the other podcast Johns. anyways. Yeah. Uh, but even just today, I mean, John Petcow is here. Mm, We're talking hello. about my husband, John, and you walk in the room. So <laughs> <laughs> it could get confusing. I'll probably call you John. Perfect. Yeah. Is that good? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So John is a registered marriage and family therapist. He has a private practice in one of the very cool older buildings in downtown Calgary. I've been there to sip some scotch (laughs) with my Bateman (laughs) and yours. Uh, And it's a lovely space. Thanks. So let's trace a little bit more of your path. Mm. Who are you? (laughs) Apart from my little introduction. (laughs) I mean, these are some things I've said about who you are, but who do you say you are? Um, Yes, I am both person and professional. So where do you want me to start? Kind of um, where I grew up kind of thing? Sure, let's hear a little bit. Yeah, you're... um, um, So I'm a Calgarian. Mm -hmm. I was born... A long time ago. (laughs) It's, It's so striking, it's so surprising to kind of think how old mm-hmm. I am now but anyways I won't go into that okay um and so I I don't know I feel like we could edit a bunch of this out I hope sure um but maybe I could even ask what do you want to know about me oh <laughs> yeah. nice 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 yeah. well I think it would be I mean I have a few more questions about this later uh-huh. Uh, we're going to go into a little bit of your work path, like how you got into Great. the work that you do. Great. But I like that you started by saying like, I'm a, I'm a Calgarian, mm-hmm. like born and raised and stuck around here. You come from a pretty big family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of interesting. We're Great. talking about relationships and yeah. family. So Great. you. Yeah, terrific. Yeah. Well, why don't we start there? Yeah. I sometimes joke with my parents, um, like there would be having just the three of us. Uh, you know, a family dinner kind of thing. Yeah. Be like, ah, oh, the way it always should have been. <laughs> <laughs> but it was not at all that. It was not at all How that. many siblings do you have? We, I have four siblings, two Plus. brothers and two sisters. Okay, yeah. Which I often liked to, to say, because that's like kind of simple, two brothers, two sisters. Yeah. Um, but there was, it was kind of a fraught relationship with such a big family. Okay. Like I remember showing up at church in the holiday van. <laughs> Okay, it's a seven passenger van, oh. right? That's completely full. And I always felt family. like it was like a clown car where just like one after another, tumble out. <laughs> the people keep coming out of this van. Uh, so that like, so you were a big family, but then yeah. it's like a, a continuing to be a growing family. Like yes. Your, yes. Some of your siblings yeah, have some, some kids, your sister. My, my sisters have kids. Kids. Yeah. And, and like a so, bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, my oldest sister has now five kids. Oh my gosh! And right. my younger sister has three kids. Okay. And then I have a you kid. You guys have a kid. Yeah. And then so. some some marriages too, picking up all kinds of yeah and additions we're all married. along the way. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Do you have a yeah. grand total of who? How uh, I haven't ever been asked that before. Oh, so, interesting. I mean, ultimately, it's um, with spouses included yeah. ten. Yeah. And then I guess it's nine cousins. Okay. So 19 yeah, so plus the two parents. Yeah. Right. 21. Yeah. That is yeah. So there's a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure we would fit in that holiday, man. And did you grow up like right in the city? 
Uh, yes, we yeah. did. Okay. Which was also, thank you very much for bringing that up. Because hmm. uh, that I also see is like kind of a key part of my development. Okay. Um, growing up, I think I embraced like being a city kid. Oh, okay. And then my my dad grew up on a farm. Yeah. Uh, it's a Saskatchewan exactly. farm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his dream, he's a carpenter, mm-hmm. uh, and his dream was always to build his dream house and built the dream house on an acreage outside right. the city. Right. <laughs> so my understanding of your family yeah. is that I've only ever known your parents out in that space. Yeah, right. Yeah, where there's yeah. the shop. Exactly. Which we've done some projects And in. I'm not sure that the seven of us would have survived in the little house that we had in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, it's starting to get a little packed. Um, but... Yeah, so then we moved out right. to an acreage, yeah. and I found it quite an isolating kind of experience. Mm. Um, but then, you know, shortly after, I'm 16, so I get my license and then... Drive back into drive town. Drive back into town, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. time to make such a big... Well, I mean... Yeah, a little bit. It, it kind of worked in terms of going to... Uh, having to change schools anyways, like right. it was between junior high and high school. Right. Um, but... Yeah, it was hard, you know, yeah. leaving friends behind. And, yeah. Um, and also maybe an interesting fact about myself um, is that probably most of my friends came from outside of school. Oh, interesting. So I would have my friends at school. I'd have my best friends at school. Um, but my closest friends were always a friend that I had completely out of, like it was my parents' friend's kid. Right. And then my church friends. Right. Uh, of which Bateman right. is my best friend. <laughs> And so, um, Bateman and I have known each other since I think grade four or five or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So every once in a while, I've, Jonathan's not like a big storyteller all the time. Uh-huh. Right. But so, like sometimes when he gets telling yeah. me a story, I'm just yeah. like, be quiet, Bobby, take it all in. <laughs> just craving. <laughs> but he'll totally. tell me, he told me a story about you guys, like mm-hmm. where you'd have sleepovers, like oh, yeah. up in the shop. Oh yeah, that was, was later in life for yeah, sure. <laughs> and I was like, "This is wild." Yeah, that was <laughs> a cool little riding space your bikes there. around and oh, all yeah, kinds totally. of stuff. Oh, yeah, many, many. Only stories I could go time back, travel. Yeah, back see you guys just. Yeah, we used around. to rip around in yeah. the church. Okay. Yeah, and once we got a hold of a dolly <laughs> <laughs> with uh, the wheels that turn from the back <laughs> so of course it turns <laughs> much too abruptly <laughs> and so i was pushing him around yeah and instead of turning around the corner <laughs> what did you do <laughs> i pushed it directly into the wall <laughs> put a hole in the wall <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh man that just seems like perfect like i could yeah, see you guys yeah. so there we are you know young kids getting up to shenanigans <laughs> totally. and, you know i think there's something special about a friendship where you have those kinds of young kid shenanigans totally whatever i mean it just amazes me how you guys have stayed friends too mm-hmm. like I and mean, oh, that's yeah. kind of a beautiful thing about uh something that seems 
more evident to me living here in Calgary is mm. the way that people choose to stay. Like I grew up mm. in Saskatchewan in a community that was oh, yeah. very much re- raising kids to leave, like go to oh, the city. Sure. Oh, interesting. And then even like my time on the West Coast, mm-hmm. people kind of escape to the West Coast, you know, and there's sort yeah, of this transient right. transience to it. Mm-hmm. But I find more and more the sort of the desire for Calgarians mm. to, to like get married, stick around, yeah, be around extended family. And do you think that's connected to people said of connection to the people like yeah there's a sense of loyalty to friendship or yeah. that kind of thing yeah I, yeah i wonder if yeah i wonder if the city offers like different kinds of opportunities too in that kind of like boom times you know you oh sure you yeah. you can kind of imagine yourself sticking around because there might very well be a job for you yeah uh and yeah i think there is something very uh, like some sort of family values and like mm. longtime relationships that seem like yeah. people hold. I mean, it's a generalization, but <laughs> sometimes it surprises yeah. me. I'm like, right, yeah, right. Like people choose to stick around. That was just never on my mind yeah. where I was growing up. I yeah, was like, really. can't wait That's to get so out of interesting. here. <laughs> yeah, completely different culture. Very different. Yeah. yeah. And I also I find that stuff. interesting to hear because my dad grew up in Saskatchewan. Right. And he left. And he left. Yeah. To come to Calgary. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, the right. The city. The city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about how you got into the work that you do. Sure. So where did you study and what did you study? Um, I first started my studies at the U of C. Okay. Where I did psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout my education, I think I came into psychology uh, thinking it was something very much different than it was, you know, as you do when you're in high school when you're literally a young teenager. Right. What did you think it was? Uh, I thought it was like uh, studying the minds of the criminal. Uh, oh, really? You know, yes. Criminal minds. Okay. Um, uh, Which I'm sure there you know, is. Like forensic psychology, yes. that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but over the course of my undergrad, mm-hmm. became much more interested in what else psychology <laughs> has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had always, I'll say that I held on to that interest in forensic psych and um, did a little bit throughout my career, earlier on in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout my undergrad, um, I found much more interesting, like the relational elements of psychology, um, pictured myself being a therapist, pictured myself working with um, individuals with relationship problems impact, um, and a um, kind of towards the end of my degree there, I started thinking a lot more about how you can deal with, um, the individual and then send them back to a family where there's still problematic dynamics. Uh, and so you really haven't, you, you're kind of limited in oh. terms of what you can do. I think mm-hmm. just from like you haven't changed the system. The system hasn't changed. Yet. Totally. Totally. Um, and then I took a course on family psychology and that got me really interested in family dynamics and yeah family therapy there it is yeah what what about your path made you interested in like criminals (laughs) (laughs) i'm just thinking about you and bateman running around the church smashing a wall (laughs) not exactly right it's interesting that's a good question was it just as a boy maybe very interested in like violence or that kind of thing (laughs) i don't know it's you know, funny. I wonder you know, where that came why, from. Why? Why do people kill? <laughs> <laughs> that laugh. <laughs> and a little like, wah. Right. Yes. I'll be the 
you know, I'll get inside the mind of the criminal. Right. I'll be able to understand everything. <laughs> Um, That's a really interesting progression yeah. from like, right. criminal minds to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I will say, like, I think there was always something oh, within me that um, found relationships really interesting mm. and being in relationship really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe that is connected to growing up in a large family or yeah. having a lot of relationship opportunities that way. Right, right, right. But um, I think that psychotherapy affords me that right like you have relationships really how what i find really meaningful relationships huh. with a lot of people it's quite a special yeah. role yes and so i think even throughout my undergrad um there's kind of a developing awareness of that huh. and then i do my master's in marriage and family therapy right did you leave town for that or did i did you? Yeah. yeah okay yeah where'd you go i went to guelph Yes. Ontario. I knew it was out east. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And did, uh, what was the program called? It was called a Master's in Marriage and Family Therapy. There you go. Yeah. And what were some of the highlights from that program? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, was it sort of it reassuring was, in terms of like, yeah, this is what I definitely want to do yeah, professionally? Uh, um, that program was really um, like a really great, strong growth experience like I really growed a, growed a lot <laughs> as an individual right uh, not verbally <laughs> but yeah I grew a lot as an individual okay and it really challenged like some of the notions that I have about you know how relationships work or who people are um it came from a very postmodern kind of idea so kind of trying to break down social constructions and helping uh-huh. us understand the assumptions that we make about our social world huh. um so it really helped me see a lot more um, to the world and social dynamics and the way I have viewed the world. Right. Um, so that's kind of maybe putting it generally, but right. I also really found the clinical training to be really amazing. Like huh. you've got such a um, small number of students to professors. Oh, okay. And you've got a lot of really strong supervision you've got really strong therapists helping you understand what your therapy is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, f- I felt like I came out of that program, um, feeling like you really do get a grasp of what the basics of counseling are. Mm-hmm. And then it's really interesting. Cause then over the course of your, um, counseling career, as you develop as a counselor, um, there's just like a whole other education waiting for you. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah like you put the books down and then like w- learning takes on a whole other. <laughs> and you start learning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I quite like that. But there is something about like learning while you're doing. Yeah. Um, and ho- hopefully your foundation has set you yeah, up really totally. well for that. Mm-hmm. What do you like most about the work that you do? Um, well, the first thought that comes to mind is definitely um, connecting with people. Yeah. Um, I find it such a rich part of the work that I do. Um, when I first started my undergrad, yeah. um, when I first finished high school, I'll say, I thought I might go into engineering. Oh, really? Because I love numbers. Math was my strongest um, oh. course at uh, in high school. Yeah. Um, but then towards the end of um, my high school like at the end of high school, I decided actually maybe I want to do something more with people. And so what I was about to say is just that I think I always knew that I was drawn to people 
I was drawn to meeting people, getting to know people. I think I have a, a love for humanity, a love mm-hmm. for people, working with people, right. serving people. Right. And um, I thought I'd give psychology a try. Let's <laughs> <laughs> work it out. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm That's a it. really interesting thing. Hey, when yeah, you totally, take a look at like, totally. I could have gone that way, totally. but I went this way. Yeah, exactly. like, this path seemed open to me, but yeah. I chose a different one. Yeah. I find that really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because you did marriage and therapy, or marriage and family therapy work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, were, were you part, where, when did you, were you partnered through that process or like, when did you and Shonda get together? Uh, like, after? Uh, yeah. Or, intimate relationship wise, romantic relationship wise. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I didn't get into relationship until basically after my master's finished. Like I went through my entire undergrad and master's unpaired really yeah yeah and dated a little bit like as not as in like in a relationship but like went on a date here went on a date there but was never in a relationship until afterwards and do you have some uh like words about that in terms of like (laughs) what was going on for you yeah um i think a big part of that was like school was really important um and you know i think I, I really think a lot about family of origin mm-hmm. and I think that that probably also influenced me, uh, in terms of like school is really important. Um, it could also be related to my mother's from Mexico yeah. and there's, I think a certain kind of dream in coming to Canada uh-huh. that, you know, you're going to make a better life for your kids. Okay. And I think that that kind of, um, rubs off on you as sort a kid. Transferred to totally, you like, totally. it's up to me to, to live. Not, yeah, and not that I ever thought that explicitly. Yeah. But school was really important. I see. So, yeah. Relationships are kind of secondary. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Now, and you sort of uh, like. And I, I will say, I'll specify that yeah. dating relationships are secondary. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Friendships are really important. Mm-hmm. Family's very exactly. important. And also, there was a rule. I, don't, I can't remember how explicit, but there was definitely a rule. Uh, that you don't date until you're 18. Oh, interesting. <laughs> in my family. Yeah. For the first couple kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, where are yeah. you in the mix? You're the I'm second. Second oldest. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, the, the rules were the stricter next for you. Three, they were like, uh, maybe tr- start dating now. <laughs> <laughs> they were encouraged. Yeah. This yeah. doesn't seem normal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or maybe oh, the others just broke the, broke the rules that the older two were <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. governed by. It's interesting that you would have been learning so much about families mm. and marriage mm-hmm. and sort of just like, I, I, I don't know again how conscious you were of it, but that right. was sort of a paused or suspended yeah. experience. Like, was that yeah. agonizing or was it like, I'll, I'll get to that when I get to that? Um, I don't know if I'd go so far as to call it agonizing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my word from my experience. <laughs> you know, I wasn't rocking back and forth anywhere, but... <laughs> You know, dramatic getting Bobby. paired, quote unquote, <laughs> was certainly on my mind. <laughs> good, good. Way to rescue yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but another kind of interesting intersection yeah. uh, with relationship and getting paired, whatever, yeah. and your partner, Bateman, yeah. um, had quite an influence on me kind of opening up as like a... Um, 
romantic partner. I don't know quite how to put that. But he was very influential in me. Because he dated getting, so much. Because he dated so much. <laughs> I exactly. I exactly. Know. He had three he older I, sisters and he just like has a way with the ladies. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so that's where it comes from. No. Um, but so it funny. certainly helped me, like our my conversations with Bateman certainly helped me kind of understand, oh, okay. Oh. I'm, I think I'm going about this wrong. I think I need to like chill out or I think there's a lot of fears that were kind of holding me back from like just being myself or, oh yeah um believing that I had something to bring to the table right those kinds of things oh that's yeah nice. yeah so my I really cherish that friendship obviously. yeah but that's just one little tidbit of yeah it's I nice to know I, I mean we often there. joke in our marriage about like how mm. much he dated and how little I did <laughs> <laughs> it's worked out really well yeah. like yeah, you know, I mean I think it's quite interesting yeah. because we I grew up in religious traditions but it's a little bit different I grew up Catholic and then my parents went like quite charismatic mm. when I was in high school so mm -hmm. the religious language of like the sort of Christian right was very much in our home when I was in high school so mm -hmm. a lot of that like true love waits you know mm, yeah. sort of like totally virtue totally. looks a certain way you don't date just don't, for fun yeah <laughs> You date to get so, married. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely like had to take apart that purity mm -hmm. culture stuff in my life. Yeah. But it's so interesting to me how Jonathan just like, <laughs> <laughs> he was also in that tradition and in some ways like yeah. more conservative from in where fact, he comes from as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, but he managed to find himself in this mm. like kind of a way that was just for him and fine. And mm -hmm. he doesn't, the beautiful thing is that like, he doesn't sort of, he doesn't carry that. Uh, the language that we got in uh -huh. that culture was like, uh -huh. if you date a lot, you're yeah. wrecking yourself for yeah. your future partner. Yeah. There were all Why those. Why didn't that were... <laughs> land with Bateman? For some reason, I was terrified. I don't know if you like, were ever in a Blemishing room. my purity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you were ever in a room where like a youth pastor like took a piece of paper and was like, this is your heart and like started ripping at it. <laughs> was like, if you date, you know, right. this, and then you just have these tattered pieces of paper. <laughs> this is all that you have to give your that future partner. That quite an impact on your brain. I do not remember that explicit image but it's for terrible. sure that was the message from the youth pastor like you're giving your heart away yeah yeah i think i what i feel like looking back i think well jonathan was partnered many times and mm -hmm. <laughs> we're making him sound like <laughs> poor guy's not even in the room to tell his own story <laughs> but he dated a lot and had significant relationships yes. and i didn't yes and that didn't mean that we weren't able to be well partnered together because yeah. we really are he's oh, done his work i've beautiful. done my work yeah you know you can bring all kinds totally, of different backgrounds totally. into yeah. relationships yeah. right different anyways yes chandra often jokes with me that i saved myself for her <laughs> <laughs> i love chandra so much because oh, yeah. she didn't grow up in this kind of closed no or more closed kind of religious no, tradition exactly. did she yeah no. so it's funny that she uses that language <laughs> <laughs> totally no she knew it though she did yeah because okay. her um her mother grew up in a very uh fundamentalist kind of um church cult. oh okay and um and then protected her kids like chandra yeah from internalizing too much of that wow mm -hmm. so, so chandra like a knows it removed from it Yes, but oh. with a link of removal. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. So the theme that we've chosen for today's conversation mm. is stuck. Mm. <laughs> and in fact, I think you chose the word <laughs> and shared it with me in a text. And as soon mm-hmm. as you said it, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, like, awesome. that is perfect awesome. for this moment, mm-hmm. for this theme. I think uh, I used that word by an accident. Really? And when... I just grabbed onto <laughs> exactly. it. It's like, actually. But then when you came back with, I love this, yeah. I thought, oh, actually, that is it's a better word. really good. Yeah, that is the word that we should stick to. I like it. <laughs> stick to it. So... Let's, before we dive deeply into this theme of feeling stuck, let's back up a little bit. I would love your take on this moment. Like, what are you noticing about human relationships in this pandemic moment? Hmm. Um, like, when we're recording this, we're mm-hmm. something like seven weeks hmm. into stay at home restrictions and closed businesses mm-hmm. and kids' home learning. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious about what you're noticing in terms of relationships and this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like personally in my home, I feel really privileged Mm -hmm. to have this opportunity to be with my little three-year-old, um, almost four. Oh my. (laughs) And like, it's such a special time, but also such a, like a challenging, awful time. (laughs) Um, like it's so nice to be able to spend every day hanging out, loving him, doing the fun activities that we like to do together. Um, but it's also so hard to see how much he misses other family. Oh, so um, that so that's the personal piece, and I think I extrapolate from that. Um, and I, as a therapist, I. I still see people and I think people um, are really missing that social contact, um, having real face, face to face meetings. Um, And I, I think it really highlights just like how basic that need is for us, like as human beings. Uh Um, So that, that being the context, that being the background. Um, One thing that I've noticed in my conversations um, is like sometimes the conversation just feels like, um, what would the word be? Like supercharged or just like, um, euphoric or something. Is it frantic? Not no, frantic. It, no, more uh, positive. More positive. What I'm mm-hmm. trying to say is just that um, in some of my conversations, people just seem so thrilled to have somebody to talk to. Uh, and I think that really highlights for me how much people are missing an actual conversation with somebody. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I noticed this week in my like social media stories and Instagram stories and stuff, Mm -hmm. people doing a lot more like pulling up vehicles in parking lots and opening. That seemed like this week people were like, that's it. (laughs) We're getting in our car. We're finding an empty lot. We're pulling our cars in some sort of configuration because we need to get as close as we safely can right now. And it seems Mm -hmm. like 
you just can't people will find creative ways yeah, to yeah. be together to totally. actually be together and totally. the screen isn't enough totally yeah. there's something seriously missing yeah and i have to admit like i'm so um like i i'm so behind the times in terms of like using the internet <laughs> and you know, using things like FaceTime. <laughs> I, uh, no one would know this, obviously, but I give you kind of a hard time about not being on Instagram more. Right, and I'm like, right. for your business, it would be so right, great. Right. And you could we'll offer all this wisdom. But, exactly. And you did join. No. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I could, I could. And I, I aim to. Yeah. But like, I think I just feel so ignorant like oh. what do people how what do people post how right, do people post right, right. like yeah, it's just gonna be so obvious when i start <laughs> that like this guy doesn't know anything about fine. instagram um anyways yeah. i wanted to say though yeah that maybe that sets me behind a little bit mm. um but i just find the connection that i can make over a video chat um and i'm thinking particularly of um, meetings with clients mm-hmm. just seems so compromised like i mm. don't feel as um like i just don't feel the energy interesting and i think that is such a big part of what's missing Mm. over the screen right because when you're sitting with a person there is just an energy that Mm. you can just kind of feel you can see movements you can hear their voice you can hear inflections you can see micro movements often (laughs) i'm finding in my video conference calls Mm -hmm. um that like the the screen will cut out for a second or like get all glitchy um, or they think they're in the frame, uh, but literally all I can see is their shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like, it's so hard yeah. to make that connection when and there's all these kind of other obstacles. Totally. Uh, there was a, a piece that the BBC put out about, I think the title of the article hmm. was like, why are Zoom calls so tiring? Mm. And I mean, I, I think Interesting. for totally. introverts... Uh, hanging out with another person is also tiring yeah, sure. but you're explaining uh, like the energy mm-hmm. to people being in real spaces together mm-hmm. and zoom takes that away totally, and then totally. there's all these other things that your brain has to work at yeah. that you you know it's like it keeps hitting a wall and eventually yeah. you just slide down because yeah. you're so exhausted <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> splat yeah splat. i'm out so i do want to say though we need we also need people who are who resist technology among us because i think you can articulate some things that maybe resist. sometimes we get a little just sort of like no this is just the way it is and we need people to be like no actually that's not the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like mm-hmm. we we're meant to be together we're mm-hmm. meant to be in spaces Shonda and I dated for um 3 years in total long distance 3 our years our first year was long distance cuz you met here but you were in school out east uh or... Chandra was finishing school out east she I was out finished, east yeah i had finished school uh we met in calgary yeah. And then she went back for her final year. Okay. Um, and then she came here for a year. And then she went to Vancouver <laughs> for two years. Oh! <laughs> yes. Yes. How excruciating. Guys... Excruciating. Just remembering it. Oh. Phone calls? Uh, lots of phone calls. Yeah. Um, and I remember trying to do Skype. And that's how I rem- that's, that's how yeah. this comes back up. Okay. Um, is because I can remember trying to do um, Skype calls we were using. Yeah. And it's just not feeling the same. Right. And, and then I you question the whole it. relationship. 
in, no? to some degree. Okay. But I just remember when we're together, yeah. it's like there's so much more to what you can talk about. Like you can talk about the books on that table. You can talk about the cars going by. Yeah. You can like just the, your experience of the world right now huh. is linked oh, when you're yeah. in the same space. Oh, yeah. But when you're in two different spaces, there's so much that you can't talk about right like, not that you can't but like you're not sharing the experience right right so that's really interesting I yeah i thought I about that. that in terms of when we're in real spaces together we have all of this yeah. uh, material mm-hmm. to draw into our yeah, relationship material, exactly but when Stuff we're on to screens laugh about and i think I, I remember thinking um how meaningful it is to see someone react yeah to the things that are right in front of us. Yes, yes, right? yeah. And you get to know a person in their, yeah. their spirit that way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting, John. Hey, one of the first words on your website that I noticed when I went looking at it yesterday in preparation was this <laughs> word stress. Mm. And uh, this is, for some people, a very stressful time. Mm-hmm. Routines are off. Mm-hmm. Finances are wonky. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have big world questions mm-hmm. that feel like they're really looming. Mm-hmm. Um, health is not a given. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking about leaving your house and going to the grocery store could make you very sick mm-hmm. and make the people you love sick. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the stress that we're experiencing in this moment and uh, how we might recognize it? Mm-hmm. Uh I think there's so much to that word. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'll just pick off one little corner of it, right. of the stress that we feel when we can't connect with others in the way that we typically do. Mm. Um, I think that in and of itself has presented for me anyways, and the people that I love, a very deep stress. Yeah. Um, and can you ask the question again? Yeah, it was long. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I just had noticed the word stress mm-hmm. on your on your mm-hmm. website. And I thought that that word is really present mm-hmm. in this moment. So mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, routines being off, finances, mm-hmm. things like that. So I wanted you to talk about the stress that we're experiencing in this moment. So you mm-hmm. took it in this yeah. direction of Thank like you. the stress of not having the kinds of connections yeah. in the ways that we're used to. Yeah. And so present. in this moment during this global pandemic the stress that i that i feel at the foremost mm-hmm. is how differently and how um how stripped down mm-hmm. the connections that we can make are yeah um i mean we could kind of flip it as well mm-hmm. and say it it has something to tell us mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what what does our stress absolutely tell us like mm-hmm. oh i'm made for more than my computer screen totally (laughs) i love i love looking into that with my clients yeah yeah just like that bothers you why right Right? it has something to tell you we're made as social creatures right we need to connect right we need to be touched yeah and that's missing right do you think we um like what are what do we if we don't allow ourselves Mm -hmm. uh the grief of that Mm-hmm. what what sort of awaits us like i almost think if i feel like i'm not strong enough in this moment right. i'm like right. kind of feeling some shame Aww. or yeah, you know right. i'm just as an example totally totally <laughs> no great question um because certainly there's a grief along with it mm-hmm. and i think my experience anyways is of like just got to get through it just got to get through it and i hear that a lot 
around me mm. is that this is this time will pass um we just gotta like who knows when it'll be but who knows when it'll be over <laughs> <laughs> and so as if yeah as if you can kind of indefinitely deny that grief interesting being, yeah oh that that's language actually how did you just say that as if you can deny the grief indefinitely right like right. it's just because it is, is there a, is there going back like yeah know? i kind of wonder that too just like what is it going to look like afterwards? yeah um, and if we haven't processed our very real emotion mm-hmm. we're we're not sort of setting ourselves up for mm-hmm. what will be the future we don't yeah, know what is that rather be? than dragging this like mm-hmm. all of the emotion of like i mm-hmm. felt sad but i didn't let myself feel mm-hmm. sad um, no totally it's kind of a, it's a you global trauma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And people get stuck in trauma. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you say more about that? Um, about this being getting a global stuck. trauma? Yeah, getting that... stuck in trauma. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, unpack that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I believe that, um, well, I'm not sure to what degree you can say that most people have some trauma in their past. Right. Uh, everyone will define trauma in a different way. Yeah. And we all experience trauma from different things. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess what I'm meaning to say is that sometimes the traumas that we have then define the reactions that we um, that we have or that we live with um, eternally, like until we've kind of acknowledged, mm-hmm. honored, um, that affected me. Right. Um, it's really hard to kind of pull yourself out of the re- the same old reactions, and so that's what I get. That's where I think the the idea of stuck comes in. Right. It's like you can be stuck in a certain mindset and a certain frame of mind um, of seeing the world a certain way, of seeing things as thre- seeing thing as threatening, mm. um, not being able to trust others. Um, and so with the global pandemic right now, um, I can't help but think how are people going to trust that we can hug each other again? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. when is it going to be safe to, you know, hold on to the grocery cart (laughs) without gloves or isn't it crazy? The things we used to do. (laughs) Exactly. So is yeah. there, is there coming out of that? Yeah. Um, right. I think like people are going to be processing this for years. years. To come. Yeah. yeah. Even just how, yeah, the, the dance of like keeping distance mm-hmm. and how quickly we all adapted mm-hmm. to stopping ourselves, letting somebody go past right. us, um, leaving like a wide berth. And, well, <laughs> exactly. I, I have a pretty like big bubble, <laughs> yeah. but even the sort of stress of like, is this far enough? Yes. Uh, it, Talk about stress. Yeah. It's very, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm with you. I think I heard somebody say, I can't wait to hug again. And I thought, hmm. will we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, will when we? is Kim? <laughs> totally like you know we're not just gonna flip the switch and go back because we're internalizing distance and fear in a way that i think is maybe depending on sort of who you brought to this moment as yourself Mm -hmm. you know that can feel like a very Mm -hmm. traumatic totally and i think you stir up the questions just like how long are we going to be stuck fearing the germs fearing Mm -hmm. viruses something you can't be stuck not touching yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) 
<laughs> it's, it's, it just seems yeah more and more important to think deeply and carefully mm-hmm. to, to take uh, opportunities to go in yeah. with this stuff and, yeah. and ask ourselves some big questions. So I was also thinking about the different contexts for feeling stuck. Like I might mm. have uh, like individual stuckness. There are ways okay. that romantic relationships mm-hmm. get stuck. Mm-hmm. I think there's stuckness. I think mm-hmm. I don't even know if stuckness is a word, but I'm going to roll Definitely with it. Definitely is. Is it okay now? now. <laughs> uh, but even friendships that get stuck. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we can talk a little bit more about some of those different sure. yeah. Yeah. places of stuckness. Yeah. Like the the thoughts that you conjure up for me in, the, yeah. in that description is just like this inability to move forward or um, to, to find a deeper connection Mm -hmm. or to reach a deeper level of intimacy right like just not being able to get there Mm -hmm. i think i was thinking about because i made some big moves in my life Mm. and so i seem to be pretty like averse to stuck yeah (laughs) yeah right tend to like okay like on to the next thing don't get stuck yeah don't get stuck Mm -hmm. uh work towards sort of the i don't know how i was all necessarily really conscious of some of this stuff but that mm-hmm. i'm quite a driven person so mm. that there was there's always kind of a beat in me that's yeah. like pushing me yeah uh but i i think it's been interesting to trace the friendships that really stayed mm. and have, have remained really close to me oh, and yeah. those that it this kind of like mm-hmm. like stalled or mm-hmm. struggled or yeah. you know that uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm, I don't know if I have a question, yeah, just but just thinking pull, about bring forward with you. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah, kind of or just the, those conversations where people were like, I want things to be how they were. Mm. Well, I don't live in the same place. I mm-hmm. don't do the same work. I mm-hmm. married somebody, you mm-hmm. know, I, uh, there's, yeah. it's like, I can't, I can't go back. Mm-hmm. So if you can come forward with me, yeah great yeah what a flexibility it requires it does that's a great word yeah to be able to change with a person to be able to celebrate someone else's changes someone else's developments Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a really that's a really good word um oh you said something really interesting in our text message exchange Hmm. that i wanted to come back to so this is more around stuckness in well, literally in our homes, but mm-hmm. how that plays out with mm-hmm. our partnerships. Mm-hmm. You said, I t- I'm quoting you. <laughs> Do you feel like a big deal? <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> what so is she going to quote? It's great. I tend to think we bring our best selves when we have a chance to be ourselves mm. outside the relationship. <laughs> Are you laughing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if you could talk more about that. Right. Uh, what, was what did I just you mean? talking about me at that <laughs> point or was that a generalizable comment? Right. Well, I yeah. think in our context here at Commons, we've mm-hmm. said some of these ideas from the stage yeah. in our teaching yeah. around relationships that mm-hmm. if you need sort of all things from your romantic from partner, one person. from one person, yeah. it's yeah. just too much. You're sort of yeah. setting up a relationship to... Totally. To have some struggle. Yeah, um, it puts a lot of strain on one person and on one relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, do you, um, what do you have some thoughts and reflections yeah, I mean, or observations about that? Just one thought that I have. Mm-hmm. Just, I, just is that uh, as a kid and as a young adult, 
um, I remember really cherishing having a number of different close relationships, like between five and eight kind of idea mm-hmm. where I could. Oh, f- between five and eight friend, friends. Yeah. Relationships. Game, yeah, not exactly. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, um, different people that I could feel connected to in different ways and different people would bring different parts of myself out and, um, just being able to feel like I can be myself, but in this way with mm-hmm. this person. And then it's not that I'm, um, that I'm hiding that part of me from others. It's just that others bring other parts of me out. Mm. Um, and so in some ways, maybe I'll go so far as to say, I got to learn a lot about myself through having different friendships. Um, I think I found that really refreshing also. Um, to be able to experience myself in different ways. Um, also, a good quality friendship, um, I think, really helps reflect back to you. You're a great person. Right. You know, you're it's so... It's so affirming. Yeah, <laughs> we so need affirming. it. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. And so to rely on only one person for that, I think, puts a lot of strain on that person. Yeah. Um but I can't help but think like if you don't have multiple others, um, like, and maybe, um, maybe others are different than me. So I'll, I'll just, no, I definitely this, relate but I to definitely need mm-hmm. affirmation from more than one, just one person mm-hmm. to really feel like secure in myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about just uh, just the fact that I've asked like two of my partners, like great buddies, to be on my podcast. <laughs> is this is this sort of a footnote to what you're saying? Hmm. In that, like one of the things I deeply love about Jonathan mm-hmm. are, is the way that he takes care with mm. friendships. Mm. I mean, I mean, he's quite introverted, and I know he sort of often feels like I'm not doing quite enough or I'm not Mm. seeing people as much as I'd want to. Uh But the fact that like all of the, it just makes me love him even more when I Mm. see the way he Mm. is with his friends and I've gotten to know him through you and Mm -hmm. the people that Jonathan keeps close in his life. It just, it opens up that theme so much. Like if, if I, as I like partner with Jonathan, I'm, always interested in knowing him. Mm-hmm. I want to know all of him yeah. all the time. Yeah. But if we're just the two of us mm-hmm. by ourselves mm-hmm. all the time, I mean, it sometimes feels like that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is like that right now. Yeah. That poor guy, he goes to work most day. All okay, nice. He's still going to work. Good. So he gets yeah. out. But then he comes home and I've been at home all day and I just follow Hooray! him around. And we both have noise canceling headphones as a way for us to just like give some space. Yes, but yes. you know, it also... <clears throat> is this reminder to me of like, we need more. Like I'd yeah. love to be around him, yeah. but I won't know him fully or in totally, more fullness totally. without knowing him in the context of his friendships, yes. his family relationships. Like that's the beauty Absolutely. of, uh, of sharing your part or, you know, that's I don't such, have any ownership no, totally, on him, but that's but, such a nice frame of um, just a frame yeah, of mind, like a generosity of yeah, relationship. Totally, totally. Uh, and it, t- it, of course, it takes trust. Like totally, Jonathan has yeah. all kinds of friendships totally. with men and women, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think they're lovely. You know, mm-hmm. there, yeah. there's I 
trust that he's going to not um, take away from our relationship by yes. being in other yes. relationships. Um, such a vivid description. Um, and it certainly um, brings up memories for me of relationships that got stuck. Yes. Because they couldn't handle seeing me with other friends. They couldn't see me developing a, a romantic relationship. They couldn't stay flexible with me. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so our, maybe our friendship will change now. Like, you're no longer my wingman. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Okay. And that's still, that's cool. Like, can't right. you celebrate that with me? Yeah. You couldn't handle seeing me change. You couldn't handle seeing our relationship change. Yeah. And so that relationship got stuck. Right. Um, and then. <laughs> I, did, I, I really like how you've brought this word flexible to the conversation. Mm. It Like, in all of my notes, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't put that word in it. I think it's a really mm. neat uh, balance or, mm. like, invitation mm-hmm. alongside of it. Yeah, and I, I like your word generosity. Uh. Um, I think those are kind of two components of the same operation yeah. or something. Being flexible, being generous, letting this other person be themselves in lots of different ways, and then you get an appreciation of who else that person is. Right. Yeah. There's so much I still want to talk about, but you do, we mentioned family of origin stuff. And Mm. I think that's really interesting when Mm. it comes to feeling stuck in relationship. When I think Mm -hmm. about, uh, even just my own story, knowing there was something that I wanted when it came to partnership. But when I sort of looked down at my tools, I thought like, I don't really, Mm. for the kind of relationship I'm looking for, I mean, my parents are still together. I admire so many things about their relationship, but it was quite traditional and it mm-hmm. had like quite traditional roles sure. and I didn't want that. Yeah. I wanted something um, that would like really, there'd be lots of room for me that mm. I could still be really driven mm-hmm. and sort of pursue the things I was interested in pursuing. Yeah. So I went to therapy, you know, and, like, <laughs> got to work. Yeah. So looking down in my own life, realizing, mm-hmm. okay, like here are some things about, yeah. but that being said, I had no idea the kinds of family of origin stuff I had until I spent oh, wow. some time with yeah. a therapist, yeah. you know, and you think, okay, like maybe my issues are like A, B, and C. And mm-hmm. they're like, also, oh, did you think like, <laughs> like X, Y, Z? And you're like, what? <laughs> Why are you bringing this up? <laughs> but thank God. Yes, you know? but thank God. Thank yeah. God that Opened there was some help for that. So much more self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. So what, I mean, if we were just to spend like a minute thinking mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, family of origin stuff Mm -hmm. in terms of it's uh the way that it can contribute to feeling stuck what Mm -hmm. would you say about that well i appreciate your preamble because ultimately i think you contrast i could get stuck with this kind of relationship or with this kind of mentality i can't imagine any kind of other relationship i can't imagine being any kind of a different i can't imagine being any different of a person um that to me, strikes me as a very kind of stuck mm-hmm. feeling. And I've certainly been there. And then this other idea being, wait, can I examine um, what some of those, like, can I examine in which ways I would want to change? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's also a part of stuckness is not having the tools, not knowing where to start, mm-hmm. not being able to change. Right. And so there's so much fear. Yeah, sure. and difference. I was also thinking mm-hmm. about 
the importance of change mm. and difference when it comes to mm. stuckness. I think, again, like in a in a religious tradition, we sort yeah. of end up with like groupthink or like sure. very similar ways of speaking or like the other, the outsider mm-hmm. is like a threat to me, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, people end up being like, can I date somebody who's outside of right. my tradition? And, right. you know, I, I've had so many conversations where I'm like, well, do you feel respected? Do you feel like you get to be yourself? Do you, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, maybe difference isn't so bad then, you know, right. maybe do you deeply love this person? Do you have a lot of fun together, yeah. you know, like yeah. s- describing a pretty healthy relationship totally. to me. <laughs> and yeah. I think people think, oh, I'll just have the same faith or sort of spiritual configuration that I've always mm. had. But that's not true. Like yeah. you will change. You will change totally, your mind totally. about those things. Then you change it yeah. again. Then you'll change it again. Yeah. So who can partner with you totally. through the ways that you're going to change? We are capable of being so flexible so as human flexible. beings, right? Yeah. You describe configuration yeah. and that, that word makes me think of a computer yeah. and how a computer is configurated. Right, right, And right. it's such a static thing yes we aren't static things we grow we change totally totally we have the capacity to be so flexible yeah and And if we aren't flexible Mm -hmm. we can get so stuck yes in fact it is like vital Mm -hmm. uh to to not always like fear difference and change totally totally but to be like okay what might this do to me what might this yeah um and so i also appreciate just what a container family of origin can be oh that's a good metaphor yeah, like it just kind of came to mind yeah this container for understanding who i am right where do i belong in the world how do i look after myself right uh, what's safe what's not safe Ooh, that's good. what can i expect from relationships yeah All right that's a nice package there thanks it is. for this <laughs> thanks right. for this package right um until you start to kind of wonder, wait, is this really working for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I can't remember where I wanted to go with that. But ultimately, this idea that the container doesn't have to be static. Yeah. And can we can we have an can we examine that container? Right. And examine is that all I want right, relationships right. to be? Uh, what are and, some some yeah. qualities about that? What right. are some things that I'd want to see more of? Right. I, I want to take your metaphor a little further. Great. So if a family of origin is the container mm-hmm. and let's say like there's a plant in it mm-hmm. and we're growing mm-hmm. that plant, we are the plant. Mm-hmm. Our family of origin is the container, the yeah. pot. Yeah. And there comes a point where you sort of realize like, I think I need more room. Totally. So you, totally you get to great. take the container, mm-hmm. replant the pot. You're still it. like the, essentially yourself. Yeah, you're still the same plant. You're still me. You're <laughs> still like, yeah. but then there's like, oh, like I had no idea wow. that I was ready to bloom. Mm-hmm. That if I changed the, I got different light, mm-hmm. I could, you know, my totally, roots would grow deeper. Totally. Like it's not fertilizer. that, it doesn't have to be like a violent change. Although no, sometimes totally. big disruption. Yeah, totally is also also gonna maybe contribute to like some change that you lean into but i i'm just thinking about okay like here's the container i i was growing in is it am i feeling cramped is i do i need more room to grow okay like what does it look like if i replant yeah if i'm replanted in another container that maybe doesn't even look so different it's just like a size up Yeah, and maybe that's just another entrance for this notion of feeling stuck. Yeah, yeah. Is like you can feel stuck in that container mm-hmm. and like, well, I guess this is my life and this is who I am as a person and this is as much as I can grow. Yeah. Um, until you realize, oh, you can 
you have agency over Ooh, changing word. your environment. Right. Agency. I love that. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of fear about changing that for sure. Like what right. if I find myself in a smaller container? Right. I'll, I, I won't be able to thrive then. Right. What yeah. if I pick the wrong container? Right. Um, but ultimately if you stay stuck in a container, you can compromise just the yeah. ways in which you can change or grow or develop right. as a person. You could die. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Your little know. leaves. I mean the plant. I mean uh, <laughs> the podcast yeah. was fine until Bobby made me cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I like that word agency mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you define it a bit more or expand upon it? Um, yeah, I don't know if I could define it, but I think about um, people's power mm-hmm. in their environments. Um, and I think about how sometimes people feel like they have very little power. They feel helpless, powerless. Uh, and then I think how sometimes people feel like empowered, like I can mm. change my environment. I can make this different choice. I can um, affect change in my environment mm-hmm. uh, or I can remove myself from this environment. Right. Yeah. You know? Those just being a few examples of the agency. Yeah, no, that's great. We we have. I would be. It would be a shame to not ask you Hmm. about this because you're a marriage and family therapist. (laughs) Okay. But I'm wondering if we can. I mean, people are stuck in their homes, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I wonder if we can talk about people who feel stuck in their relationships in terms Mm -hmm. of like in the bedroom, Mm. like. I'm sure that you have these kinds of conversations <laughs> with people. Like, and Questions that, you want to ask a marriage and family exactly. therapist. Here now. Like, I'm sure people have been like, I'm just waiting for her to ask about sex. Right. Just <laughs> ask about sex. Yes, so terrific. I wonder if we could, yeah, we could get into it. Yeah, have a little conversation around, I mean, maybe people have been married for a long time. People mm-hmm. get stuck in terms mm-hmm. of how totally. their intimacy takes shape or the mm-hmm. sort of like... Um, I don't know, uh, patterns that people get into that's mm-hmm. maybe not... Yeah, comfort um, zones. Yeah, mm-hmm. satisfying to mm-hmm. one or both partners. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about stuckness. Totally. In the bedroom. I mean, it seems... Um, well, I'll start by talking about how often I see sexual intimacy connected to emotional intimacy. Ooh. Like, I, I think that those are so tightly, tightly intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when people are feeling so emotionally distant or even emotionally distressed oh, by yeah. the relationship or d- sense of disconnection, it's really hard to get there. Mm-hmm. Like get to this place where you see your partner as a sexual being, mm-hmm. where you see this person as someone that you want to explore sex with. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can get to a certain level of sexual comfort, let's say. And then if the emotional intimacy isn't there, or if there is a sense of disconnection, um, I would certainly see that as the grounds for getting stuck mm-hmm. sexually with mm-hmm. a, in that, um, in that comfort zone. Right. Um, I like to think about the ways that, um, the ways that sex is play for couples. Yes. It's like, that's where people can, be fun with each other, right. be silly with each other. It's so vulnerable. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't think you do that right. when there is this, I don't think you truly do that right. when there is a sense of disconnection or if you're feeling um, revolted by the other oh. person or feeling angry with or whatever. I think it's really hard to get to that kind of playful or adventurous kind of place. So I'll start by saying that. That's really helpful. Yeah. Just connecting it right to like other relationship. Yeah. There's totally, sort of totally. There's so much. You're sort of like, totally. I, I have to work at protecting myself from mm-hmm. you. So how can I let my guard down yeah, in this way? Exactly. Yeah. Um, how do people start to find some new life mm-hmm. in this part of their lives mm-hmm. if they're feeling like, oh, yeah, this is a this is an area of stuckness for me. Right. I often like to invite people to think about the beginnings of their relationship. Oh. Like I often like to th- uh, invite people to think about how they played together, what was special about this this new connection that they were developing early in their relationship. Um, I like to invite people to think about what was sex like and how did you lust for that person? Mm -hmm. Um, and so if people are in an okay kind of connected place, um, I think that that is more the grounds for them thinking about, um, how did we used to kind of push our, um, call them boundaries, Uh, although that might be a touchy way to put it, um, but how do we kind of test the limits of what we're coming? Right. How did we used to test the limits right. of how comfortable we were? It reminds me of some of Esther Perel's yeah, work I really around love the erotic yeah. and the familiar. Yes. Because yeah. there you are at the beginning of a relationship right. with this completely novel person. Right. With um, a whole road ahead of you of things to experiment, yeah. things to explore, new likes um, to learn about, about mm-hmm. that other person. Um, and I love her idea that you never really have this person. You, you never know everything about them right? and let yourself be flexible of mind huh. to consider their, uh, that this person could surprise you. Right. So let this person surprise you. Right. That's really interesting. I feel like Um, my imagination for sex was very limited Mm. and strange. (laughs) (laughs) But what sort of continues, it's like, it's a very surprising part of being human. Like Mm. it's not that every time you have sex, you, it's Mm -hmm. the same thing. In fact, it's incredibly different. Yeah. Every time. Every time. And I, I remember feeling like why don't people ever talk about that you know like that that's actually normal this idea of play is adventure and exploration uh yeah also interesting about this period in time um is this question for me about do people have more time right (laughs) you know and i think that sometimes um the best sex is when you have the time yeah um i certainly have a lot of conversations with couples with new kids yes um who find it incredibly trying to find that time Mm -hmm. where you can really um just enjoy each other not feel rushed Uh, that's a whole can of worms that really is it really is like is uh, do you do you work with i mean i I suppose every couple is different but is it like well try 
try the best you can. You'll have a little more time later. Or, right. you know, I'm sure there's some of that that's like, yeah, circumstances yeah, are tricky. A little bit. But there's some adaptability, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And even the freedom that comes when you name something, maybe right. kind of opens up some right. space and possibility as well. Yeah, even just being able to um, to put the subject out there yeah. with your partner. Right. I think that's another uh, another level of, call it stuckness, Yeah, is people can sometimes fear the response they're going to get if they bring up the topic of sex or things that they like or things they don't like. Right. Um, I think that the more you can talk about it, um, the, the more ease you can have in terms of exploring new avenues. Yeah. It seems really uh, sort of like connected to the theme of trust. Totally, totally. And And so when you talk about just getting people to kind of explore this, this notion Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a matter of kind of putting your finger on it a little bit yeah. and being explicit with each other. Right. Um, I want to answer that question just about if there is anything I suggest to people yeah. about like what, um, so what do you do when you have yeah, no time? Yeah. Um, and I, and this came from my, um, from my masters. Yeah. Um, just being able to think about sex in a uh, much wider a spectrum. Okay. Like sex isn't just intercourse. Okay. 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 Like yeah, think yeah. about how sexy it is to be touched by your partner mm-hmm. or um, even just cuddling together mm-hmm. or um, holding hands or even just looking, gazing at each other. Mm. Um, like there in, there's a, such a wide range of ways mm. that we can be sexual with each other. Right. And, um, my invitation is how can you expand what is sexual right. quote unquote in your relationship so that it's not just, well, we didn't have time for intercourse, so right. we didn't have sex. Right. No, you can still be sexual with each right. other um, and still enjoy that element. And then maybe it just takes a little bit longer. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe it's once a month instead right. of you know, right. once but a it's day. not like you haven't been connected for the month totally you, you've totally. connected you've yeah. been physical there's exactly some um, trust building yeah exactly and that, that kind of yeah and touch, i think we yeah. want like as as sexual beings i think we want to be seen as uh desired as mm-hmm. uh, as sexually appealing mm-hmm. and so if you can't have sex it doesn't mean that you can't let the other person know you do see them as a sexual being. Mm-hmm. You do see them as uh, desirable. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that we got a chance to talk about that. I'm Thanks. essentially going to like drop us off the edge of the cliff <laughs> now because we're over time. Uh, great. great. That was great. That yeah, was really, terrific. really great. I'm so glad that I asked you that question instead Good. of the other 10 that I had. <laughs> <That was laughs> totally. Great. I love how you left the juicy one for Right to the end. I mean, that's, <laughs> exactly. if you stuck with us through the whole conversation, yes. you are rewarded. <laughs> uh, how are you taking care of mm. your relationship or relationships in this moment of global pandemic? Mm-hmm. Is that a question for the audience? It's for you. <laughs> <laughs> are there some things that you, you're doing at totally. home that is kind of like, or you're trying or you're aiming for yeah, these yeah. days? Um, Chandra and I started our relationship um, really enjoying cooking and exploring cooking together. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> to the degree that we even cooked together over Skype. Oh. Yeah, like she would cook hers. I would cook mine. We would yeah. eat together. Um, 
And so cooking together has always been something very special for us. Right. Um, in the last few years, um, she's been back in school, yeah. training to be a midwife. Yeah. Now she's a midwife. There's so little time. Right. Um, and now with the global pandemic and me working half time, mm-hmm. um, there's so much more time we're uh-huh. finding. We are finding a lot more opportunities to cook together. Yeah. And so we're really enjoying that. Love it. Um, we've enjoyed some takeout dinners nice. of our favorite restaurants. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it just feels like an especially great treat. <laughs> totally. It? Totally. We love getting, we've gotten some curbside, but now they're on skip, uh, from uh-huh. Annabelle's kitchen in Marta loop, which Ooh. is Italian. And we've, it just never, Terrific. it's never failed us. It's been Terrific. so good, but Terrific. it just feels like let's open a bottle yes, of wine and yes. get a nice pizza and some totally, pasta. Totally. Totally. Just feels like a great treat. Yeah. Just, uh, this weekend we ordered from Q Oat. Is, okay. was the venue where we got men- married oh jonathan's mentioned yes. that to me yes okay. oh it was so that's nice that's so nice to revisit and quite special. that yes exactly because oh. we got to revisit um the um i guess the maitre d right. or the owner of the restaurant okay, or whatever okay, okay. who helped organize our wedding oh. and so we got to chat with him love and, it so that's been also quite special. That's great. Yeah. Just I love that. Cooking, cooking and reconnecting eating with food. That's kind of been a part way. of your story. Yeah, totally. That's great. Hey, if, if people want to find you, mm-hmm. where do they find you? They can find me online. Yeah. Jonathan What's, McGregor. Yeah, yeah, great. Just, just Google your name. Just Google my name and yeah. then my uh, my website is yeah. jonathanmcgregor.com. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. This has been really great. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Bobby, I'm truly honored that you would want to have conversation with me of course yeah on your, feature me in your in your series yes, in the this season. season yeah it's been great thank, thank, you. thank you thanks my name is john one of an increasing number of them apparently and i help bobby make the episodes for between sundays just a quick programming note for everyone this is our last scheduled episode for the season it's almost indescribable how much has changed on a global and personal level since we started production on this season So instead, I'll just say that we'll be back, Lord willing, with more episodes at some point. Between Sundays is a production of Commons Church and the Commons Podcast Network. Bobby Sockled is the host, and Jonathan Petkow is the producer. Artwork by Angie Ishak. Special thanks to Jonathan McGregor for coming to hang out with us. You can follow us on Instagram at BTW Sundays. Thanks, everyone.